0: Welcome to Sense and Sustainability, your podcast channel for sustainable procurement. We hope you like what you hear. Please go to www.iso2400.org for more information, learning resources, tools and much more.
1: Welcome to series one of four of our interviews with Kieran Kelly. I think you'll find Kieran's story absolutely inspirational. I certainly did. How he's taken himself from the fishing industry into massively reducing ocean plastic. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Kieran. Thank you. What, what was your background and, and what's got you to where you are today?
0: Well, my background, I guess, is slightly different than the average, I guess, environmentalist. I grew up in a small little fishing village in Ireland, on the southeast coast of Ireland, a little village called Helbeck. Growing up as a kid, my father was a fisherman. My grandfather was a fisherman, and all my extended family they were all fishermen. One of the problems, of course, like you know that I saw at a very, at a very, very young age about the the way the problems like within the industry what was happening uh, regarding regarding overfishing and with the European fleet um, that started to decimate our waters. Uh, at the same time, like you know the problem with pollution, the problem with pollution that was coming down our rivers. The kill-offs the of salmon—that's something that we, our village, uh, depended on. I uh, can you know, there was a massive, massive problem. Uh, it came to a point, like you know, there within a few years that it was no longer possible to actually make a living. Our fisheries were completely and utterly depleted. We had a massive international fleet operating inside our waters, and I guess I became a migrant myself because of European policy. I guess, like you know, regarding fisheries, so I emigrated to the United States, and when I Got to the United States, I opened up my first fishing company in the United States shortly after arriving. Again, that was in Gloucester, Massachusetts. That was in the late 90s. Within a, within a few years, I was I had fishing companies on the East and West Coast of the United States. I also was, I had a fishing operation again down through Central and South America. I did that for years. But one thing that always seemed to stand out was the problem like, you know, there are plastic waste. The problems, like you know, there that plastic was causing inside the ocean. Uh, no matter what body of water I ever fished, we'd rip open these fish, and there was plastic in them. If it was pelagic fish, tunas or swordfish or any the likes, they had plastic. If it was groundfish, um, say cod or pollock or carvenas or whatever it was, like you know, there was the same problem. Plastic was everywhere. I guess the straw that broke the camel's back for me was and. One winter fishing up in the Bering Sea to again, we were further north than what we had ever fished before. I was captaining my own vessel and just it was the same night. We storm forest conditions, we'd no ice, we were all the way north. We'd never been that far north before. And one thing we saw was plastic there was plastic everywhere in virgin areas that there was no, there was no men. There was no fishermen that had ever, ever fished those waters. But the place was loaded with plastic. And more, more plastic even than the areas that we used fish the whole time, which really blew me away. I made a decision that night. I remember lying inside of my bunk, inside, of the, inside of the boat, going to sleep, and I was thinking, this is crazy. We, we, can't, we can't do this. What I'm doing myself, this is also crazy. I guess I became, I became an environmentalist for one reason. I became an environmentalist because of me, because what I was doing, the damage I was doing to the ocean myself, I saw that it wasn't sustainable. I guess shortly after that, we looked at ways to, again, like, you know, ways, how could we collect plastic? How could we collect plastic and make a difference? And when I looked into the numbers uh, regarding the collection of plastic, it shocked me that there was so little work done. But what really blew my mind is the amount of money that was being spent. Billions and billions of dollars on a yearly basis and nothing being done. Sometimes it could be several billion dollars spent and less than a couple of ton of plastic actually pulled from the ocean. People writing white papers about how bad plastic is and how bad, you know, the situation like, you know, they're regarding pollution is. But nobody was actually doing something to address the problem. So we we put a company together. The company was, the idea behind it was to target plastics um, in the Caribbean on the backside of hurricanes, as the hurricanes would run over the islands, just talking closely behind the storms. Again, they pick up that plastic before it dispersed. It was a very, very simple way to collect plastic. And of course, I like, you know was something that was going to collect large volumes of plastic. But within a few weeks, I guess, I put the company together. I was asked, would I look at uh, the problems of plastic in Mumbai? I remember traveling to Mumbai I remember waking up in a hotel in the middle of the middle of the night, jet lag, everything else, and wondering, how am I after getting here? You know, shortly before that, like, you know, there I was with my with my family in the US, and now I found myself in India. We started doing some work in India on the again on the West Coast, and shortly after that on the east coast of India. I guess. After that, the next step was, again, to do a little bit of work. We started looking at work in, in other areas, started looking at work in Africa, started looking at work in, in, in other parts of Asia, and uh, started looking at work in Central and South America. Right now, we, we do a lot of work, I guess, like in many different regions, all regions, I guess, around the world. We're the, we're the largest by far, I guess, in the space regarding the collections of ocean plastic. We were very good, at least I was, very good at pulling fish out of the ocean. That's the reason I became an environmentalist but we were able to carry that over into plastic. Now we try to, again, like, you know, there with the, with the fishing industry, we try to make them better stewards uh, there for the planet. We work very, very closely with, with a lot of different companies within the industry. We just uh, signed an MOU there with, with some of the largest uh, fishing companies there in South Africa, a large industrial fleet. It a very amazing fleet, very sustainable fleet in the Hague fishery. Um, well we, we now we start to audit them, what nets they're bringing out to sea, making sure that the nets are coming back. We take them, we recycle them. We also take all the different plastic waste that they retrieve in the ocean, including like all the materials from their factories, everything. We do a full waste management program for all those vessels. There's 51 factory vessels in that fleet. There's a further 86 industrial vessels in the pelagic fleet. We're also taking them on board. We're starting to do a lot of work there in West Africa again the same same thing. We do some work in Spain, France, Denmark, UK, Ireland. We're starting to work with more and more companies, I guess, like, you know, there in the West with that. But also like, you know, starting to do some bit of work, like, you know, there in Iceland, Greenland, uh, Nova Scotia, Newfoundland. Like, you know, again, uh, we just started a program there in Mexico with uh, with the fishing industry and the aquaculture industry there. We take all their again their old nets and making sure that they're sustainably. Brought away and and recycled in a way that's not going to hurt the environment.
1: So this is not necessarily just about purely recovering plastic from the ocean. It's actually working with the fishing industry because uh, as as they 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 haul up fish, there's plastic coming up with the fish, and it's actually removing that plastic and also making sure that the nets are, re- are disposed of in a responsible way. Is is that? Uh, is you know that I know there are many facets to your business, but that that's uh, so it's working alongside the fishing industry rather than against it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we're we're pro business without compromise, and what we mean with that, like you know, there we will work with companies again to to improve again, like the way that they that they operate, uh, to try and work with them in a way like you know that makes sense, that we can actually make them be sustainable and actually save money by doing that. That's what we do, no matter what how, what way we push that. We work a lot with the with indigenous fishermen. We put, like for instance, say a company um, there a few weeks ago, like you know, there were one one company, an American company. Um, they 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 wanted again to tick some of the boxes that they had to have this uh, for some contracts they were getting in the U.S. A massive logistics company. We retrieved three and a half thousand tonne of plastic for those guys in a short period of time there from the ocean. Uh, the way uh, we had a, another contract just coming through with another American corporation now, and they're looking, they're looking to um, do about 5,000 tons. Um, so for every 1,000 tons, it's a, a very, very simple way that we do it. Like we, we put, again, uh, 20 indigenous fishermen inside these tiny little boats. Um, they will harvest a ton of plastic a week for 50 weeks. Um, so for every 1,000 every, every ton, it takes, it takes 20 of these indigenous guys to get it. Um, what does it mean for these guys is uh, we completely change our lives. Uh, we look at it that the fishermen collecting plastic, that they get a living wage, not minimum wage, are not a hashtag, right? Again, like the environmental world is corrupt. It is corrupt to the core. I've never met an industry like it in all my life.
1: Thank you, Kieran, for a fascinating insight to your career and life, which I hope our listeners will find inspirational. This was episode one of four. Do listen to the further episodes to understand further about Kieran's story and his opinions on ocean plastic and what we need to do. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast on sense and sustainability. Please listen out for more episodes. For more information, learning resources, tools, and much more content on sustainable procurement, go to www.iso2400.org.